so I want to keep that fucking going. It's really good. And then the tape index updates are another thing that like takes up a lot of my time now too. But even that's fucking doing well. We're at, I don't want to give out the number, but we're at a good fucking number and that continues to go up. And one thing that we're doing with the tape index now is that we're trying to market it towards coaches now too. So it's not like just gamblers. Like, so much easier to see footage on your opponents. If you have, if you had, like, especially if you're a coach that has a ton of fucking fighters on your thing, like under your stable or whatever you want to call it, uh, it's got to be taxing for people to go out there and just mm-hmm. try to find the footage and be like, oh, I'm searching up on Uriah Hall's opponent now. Okay. Next day, I'm searching up on fucking whoever, Carlos Diego Ferreira's opponent. How the fuck am I going to know that I have all the fucking uh, footage that I How need out there, right? How savvy do you think an MMA coach is? Probably not that internet savvy. Yeah, the older guys. Yeah. Well, think about, shit. think about Ray Longo doing this type that's, of shit. That's <laughs> literally what I was thinking. Because I was just listening to Anakin and Flo too. Yeah. So he was just talking. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I can picture like Ray Longo trying to go on the internet and find yeah. this regional fight video. <laughs> There's no way. He doesn't know what the, he barely knows what YouTube is. Yeah. Fuck. Um, so we'll just gloss over the events that we did miss in terms of like what the circumstances are regarding them uh you know the consequences or the the fallout is what i mean um there wasn't really so we're going all the way back to the munoz and edgar yeah, card Jesus, that this is this feels like ages, like ages ago. ago yeah <laughs> everything's what can happen in between then uh nothing really on the the prelims that stand out uh daniel rodriguez great finish of dwight dwight grant that was great uh shannon dobson pulling off the biggest upset in ufc history pretty much but maria agapova was just highly overrated like well, beyond overrated beyond that, that like let's say her skills weren't overrated yeah that was most. That was probably in terms of fight IQ the dumbest performance I've seen. Yeah, or, let's or, go out or, there and try to wreck there, this bitch in one round, or up there not. for dumbest performance. Like yeah. if you were Colby Covington, you would have gassed in like yeah. the second round at that yeah. pace or third mm-hmm. round. Like what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Who, how do you think that's sustainable? It's just so dumb to do. She it truly UFC. believes she's going to be able to get Dobson out of there in the first round. I mean, I, I was just doing a little bit of research on who did Dobson, uh, Sabina Mazo. In that fight, Mazo and Dobson, they were lined at like minus 140 Mazo and plus 120 Shana Dobson. And in my no opinion, love. Sabina Mazo could definitely beat Maria Agapova. Okay. <laughs> so wow. I'm like, where, where are people getting these fucking numbers? Yeah, just because Agapova wrecked Cyphers in her last fight. Cyphers? She has a loss to Tracy Cortez, who I'm sure you don't even know of, no. but has two fights in the UFC already. <laughs> um, like, that doesn't make, okay. It's just hype. Yeah, okay, hype. hype, but how does hype get to a minus 1,000 on an unproven commodity? Like, if they're proven in some way, I get it, but yeah. how do you even go about minus 500 if nobody knows who the fuck you are? It makes really? no sense. Like, there's literally no reason anybody should have even parlayed her just due to the little amount of effect <laughs> she would even have on your parlay to begin with. Like $4 on a 1,000 Yeah, <laughs> the fuck makes no no sense at all. Uh, good one for Shana Dobson there to get back on the winning track. Uh, Joe Selecki looked great, too. I'm really excited to see what he's going to bring to that lightweight division just goes in there absolutely destroys Austin Hubbard uh, Mike Rodriguez puts out Marcin Pacnio with some beautiful elbows I'm not sure if you remember that but he had him in like a tie clinch need yeah. him a couple times to bunny and then just fucking yep. elbowed him to death it was beautiful there and then Edgar Munoz um yeah, this weird decision I don't remember which rounds I scored now for Munoz but I did have Munoz winning that fight yeah, so did I. I had it 3-2. Right? Um, it, Munoz. It, Munoz. Yeah. Definitely Munoz. I can see 3-2 Edgar. I remember the fight was... People were all over the place with some of the rounds. I remember I had 1-3 for sure Munoz, 2 for sure Frankie. But then I thought 4 and 5 were kind of closer. So mm-hmm. I could totally see anywhere from 4-1 Munoz to 3-2 Frankie. Yeah. But I still did think to get to 3-2 Frankie was like you're stretching it. So yeah. it felt like Munoz definitely should have got 3-2 or 4-1. So, 
Yeah, it's one of those like there's one round where the, I think it was, there was a judge that really fucked up scoring. They gave round three to Edgar. Something like that. one of the judges gave round three to Edgar, and if that judge had you know rightfully yes, so, I remember given that. it to yeah. Munoz, Munoz would have won that it, fight. He would have won that fight, right? Yeah. So uh, th- this is a like it's unfortunate for Frankie though. Even That's though you got a win, result. it's a win, but now you're throwing him in there with the Sharks. Yeah, and you <laughs> barely got through the easy. I will say this: I've always been saying Munoz is like the easiest guy in the top five. Yeah, he did. He did look way better than I thought. So maybe I've just been under crediting him in the in the Munoz? past. Yeah, like he's better than I thought he was. Yeah. Um, I guess offensively, defensively, he is the same as what we thought. Like he gets hit pretty. He gets pretty pretty, hit pretty easily, but he throws bombs just because he doesn't his care. Leg kicks are nice. Yeah, his leg kicks are good, good too. Kicks. The only thing is, he doesn't care about getting taken down because his jujitsu is next level. Yeah. You know what I mean, so that's He's why he throws with so throw. much fucking bombs. Uh, so Edgar asserts himself as number five now. Munoz moves down to number six. So the only thing ahead of Frankie Edgar is really Corey Sandigan, Cody Garbrandt, Aljamain Sterling, who's now fighting Peter Yan and Mar- uh, Marlon Moraes. I think. The best fight for Edgar at this point in time is Dominic Cruz. Why the fuck not? I I think everybody wants that fight. Uh, Frankie right. wants it, and even though rank, here's the funny part: ranking wise, it doesn't make sense who doesn't want it. Like you would think Frankie doesn't want it because he's too far ahead, and Cruz would want it, but it's like opposite. Cruz doesn't seem interested in that. He seems to want like like even higher up guys, like title fighter number one or two. And Frankie seems interested, but yeah, I would I would definitely do that fight. They're both older, considering both, past both their, their past perform- their past performances too, right? Like their past. Their- if I'm Cruz, why aren't you taking that fight? You can yeah. leapfrog right back in, and it's an easy win against Frankie, in my opinion. I think Dominic Cruz beats him. Somebody threw out uh, Edgar versus Aldo. We don't need to see that. Why? We've already seen it twice. We've already, you know. We don't it makes no it. sense. Just because they're at a new weight class doesn't mean the and result will possibly be any different. Yeah, and the second I still fight, think Aldo will win. <laughs> the second fight wasn't exciting. It was just five rounds of Aldo point fighting exactly. him, beating him. I, why? Nobody it's the most it. useless third fight of all time. Useless. Other than BJ Penn, Frankie Edgar 3 that we fucking Here's got for some ball. goddamn reason. Here's a curveball. Frankie Edgar versus the returning TJ Dillashaw. I, th- I saw that thrown around. I'm not on board. I don't like it either I don't because like it. I think Frankie loses badly and I don't want to see that. Um, you know what? I want to see TJ come back to you. You're right, Faber. Oh, <laughs> why the fuck not? This is the time to do that grudge match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two year layoff. Two year layoff. Faber is still up there in age. You know what I mean? So I is guess the, the layoff. Be done, though. No, Faber's still, he's still going to fight, though. You think so? I'm pretty I, certain you know he what, still If they give him TJ, he'll take it. It's a, it's the it. yeah it's it's a great That's fight it. for TJ to come back to and it's the best time for Uriah Faber to fight him you know coming off such a long layoff and no EPO so let's see how the fuck TJ actually looks right give him fucking five rounds I wouldn't mind it as a fight night main event they have this a story is, behind it it's really important for TJ to come back and look the same. Because yes. if he doesn't look the same, that EPO did everything. And it looks but, like fucking uh, Eric Silva when exactly. he came back. <laughs> But if you come back and you can go five rounds at that Henan Barrow type pace, like yeah. when you fought Henan Barrow, if you can kind of go at that pace for five rounds, then I might give you the benefit of the doubt and think, okay, maybe you just took it for the flyweight fight. But, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but it's really hard to believe if you can't do it. So he better have his cardio on point. He's got a point to Like you said, he needs to come back looking the same because it would validate the rest of his career as exactly. well, too. Because if he doesn't, then everybody's going to be like, all right. Johnny Hendricks, anybody? <laughs> oh, my God. Talk about a fall from grace. Yeah, Jesus. Dude. <laughs> dude, the funny thing is, everything I'm seeing on Twitter nowadays is just like, uh, every now and then, I'll just see somebody put up the tail of the tape of Johnny Hendricks <laughs> against Paulo Costa. And they're just like, who the fuck put this fight together? <laughs> like, dude, I remember. <laughs> watching that fight live do you remember that fight i barely remember but i'm Dude, sure you just he was erased so him. tiny yeah 
against this jacked Hulk dude and Costa just wouldn't stop walking towards him. And it was like Johnny Hendricks against the cage just trying to get away from this monster who just, just fucking charged Dude, he went up to 185. What the fuck? And he missed weight. <laughs> oh, he missed weight. He missed weight at 185. Made, I don't remember he, that. He was God, 187 and a half for one of his fights. Johnny. Looking fat. God, Johnny. That's it when seemed, he had his like steak restaurant or whatever, right? He seemed to, which failed. <laughs> God, he seemed to go downhill really fast after he left that company. Um, where it was that one. Oh company, yeah, they had a weird percentage that they it, take fifty fifty. Yeah. but he has no expenses during camp, and I think they even give him like a monthly salary during. I think camp. it was Power MMA or some shit like that. Yeah, like, there's some sort of gym down in Texas where and they're it's just like, like as soon as he became big, I don't think he wanted to give up fifty fifty nope. and said I can do it myself. And Johnny's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the dumbest guys you've seen interviewed too yeah and no he couldn't do it himself yeah. why are we talking about Johnny Hendricks I don't know how the fuck we got there aside. oh wait uh, USADA yeah, <laughs> and TJ right. and all that type of shit um, but so, I am excited to see him come back uh, TJ TJ has yeah, yeah. been two years I know dude when it went down I'm like dude these two years are gonna be long dude take this in it's it's oh, almost you, been, I know you. I no, know. No. I know what stat you're gonna bring up. No, I don't think. No. Go, 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 go. I just heard of it today. So oh, okay, never mind. I thought the Anderson Silva thing is what you. No, gonna bring up. no. Yeah, it's been almost the same amount of time between um, Brock versus Overeem and Brock versus Mark Hunt as it has been from Mark Hunt till now. So from Brock Mark Hunt till now is almost the same amount of time as between Brock and Overeem was 2011. At the end of 2011. Yeah. Then he fought what? Mark Hunt in 2015. 2015 so that's about four and a half years. And it's been four plus years since then. What? Time is How just is flying, that work? How the fuck does that Time work? Time is fucking flying. Yeah, it makes no dude. sense. I want to go back. Like when I have no time right now. But when I do have time, I want to go back and watch UFC 100 all the way. Like from UFC 100 to UFC 200. I don't know why for me it feels like the golden era. At least for us. Like that's when we were like. The, the, we're still at the peak of our love for MMA but like I don't know why that era just felt so much like we would watch all the countdowns I'd watch all the yeah, fucking yeah, interviews yeah. I'd watch you know, remember the Dana White scrums with Ariel Hawani like I but would fucking I missed it, all that it did get watered down a bit because then we went up to 45-50 events a year that's when it started to be like that could, I can't yeah. be a full hardcore this is too much yeah. But I think around that time it was like what twenty to thirty a year. Yeah, and so you're just let's, uh, let me just quickly let's just pu- let's pull up name name an event between one hundred and two hundred. Uh, let's go one hundred and two, which was I think UFC one hundred and two. Uh, that was Couture Noguera. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Portland as well, wasn't it? I know. I know. Bang. I know. <laughs> damn. I know one hundred and one was um, uh, Florian Penn. With uh, uh, Silva Griffin with in Philadelphia, yeah. <laughs> UFC declaration was it Philadelphia? Hit me with that, baby. Declaration, bang, yeah. <laughs> declaration. Um, yeah, yo, okay. Let's look at this card from the bottom. Evan Dunham versus Marcos Aurelio. At least Dunham is his name. Marco, um, uh, Mark Munoz versus Nick Catone. Names. Todd Duffy Everyone versus Tim Haig. Yeah, but yeah. Mike Russo versus Justin McCauley. They were somewhat names back then. Gabriel Gonzaga versus Chris Tershur. Yeah. Aaron Simpson versus Ed Herman. Brandon Vera. Christoph Soshinsky, uh, main card curtain jerker. Uh, Nate Marquardt versus Damian Maya. Jake Rochelt versus Chris Liebman. Tiago Silva. Shout out to all you people that know who yeah. the fuck Tiago Silva is. Uh, against Keith Jardine. Antonio Noguera against uh, uh, Randy Couture. So that was August 29, 2009. If you look at the UFC environment at that time, that's a stack card. For oh, that for time. sure. For sure. And that's how every card was. Now you just get a lot so of more. UFC noise. 101 was the event before that. That was August 8th. 
102 was August 29th. So there's a solid four week gap between three that time. Gap. Three three to four week gap. Three three week gap. But even let's look at 101. And this was after UFC 100 where they stacked the fuck out of that card. We get, uh, I don't know who the Dude, fuck, Jesse, I know Danilo Villafort. Yeah. They all have Wikipedia. George Sauteropoulos against George Roop. Matthew Riddle against Dan Kramer. Uh, Alessio Sakara versus Talis Latis. John Howard versus Tamden McCrory. And then the main card, we got Kurt Pellegrino against Josh Neer. That was a great fight from what I remember. Ricardo Almeida against Kendall Grove. Johnny Hendricks, before he won the title against Amir Sadala. Aaron Riley versus Shane Nelson. That one I know fun. Riley. Not really familiar with Shane Nelson. Silva versus Griffin. And then Penn versus Florian. Like crazy line Lineups, like that is a big lineup. I'm gonna do one more. UFC 153. Silva versus Bonner. This is when they were scrambling to get a headliner because I believe yeah, it was supposed to be Aldo versus Coke. And they still in the main had event. a good look at that main card. I know, I know. Look at the curtain jerker for the main card. Damian Meyer versus Rick Story, then Phil Davis versus Wagner Prado, John Fitch versus Eric Silva, Glover Teixeira versus Fabio Maldonado, Big Nog versus Dave Herman, Anderson Silva versus Stefan Bonner. And even the main car are the, the prelims. You got like Sergio Moraes, Diego Brandao, Glace and Tebow against Tebow. Francisco Trinaldo, Honey Jason against Sam Cecilia. Like this, even for like their international cards seemed a little bit more watered down, but even then, yeah, yeah. fucking amazing cards. They just need to put on too many events now. So that's why you don't get. Yeah, I, I love ones. that. I love that stretch. Like it was, it was such a great stretch between 100 and 200. Obviously, I'm still a huge fan right now, too, but it was it, but it was another like, time back then. It's like now when you get those big type pay-per-views, the July type pay-per-view and it's stacked. That's why we get so excited. It almost like takes us back to like, yeah. oh, this is like back in the day, big stack UFC. Let's not, uh, I can't wait to get your reaction when you see the full slate of the event this coming weekend. <laughs> we'll get into that, that later. At the end. We'll get into that later in the uh, podcast. Not bad. But uh, let's go over to the Smith versus Rakic event. Uh, let's see the prelims. Nothing... Big Alex Alex Caceres has three opponent changes fight week. Goes out there and still gets a submission victory over Austin Springer. That's big for him. Impa Kasanganai, he's the guy that two weeks before that got a contract on the contender series. Comes in and fights Matt Kiptolo, 30-27s him all around. Uh, Ricardo Lamas, which now has been said to be his retirement fight because he's hanging it up, uh, beats Bill Algio in a fight that was a lot closer than it should have been, in my opinion. But Ricardo Lamas still pulls it out. Uh, Alexa Grasso, solid win over Ji-Yoon Kim. Uh, Neil Magny goes out there and fucking Neil Magny's Robbie Lawler. Uh, and then Alexander Rakic. Uh, questionable fight plan, game plan against Anthony Smith. You know what I mean? He was wrecking him on the feet, like hurting him. And then just follows him to the ground anytime he dropped from a calf kick. He seemed like he wanted to be super safe after the Vulcan yes. loss. Like that that was his goal. That's what it seemed Even like. someone brought it up on a podcast listened to too. Like after when the when the fight ended and he's like, ah, he lets out the scream, like, yeah, I fucked and killed him. And everyone at home's kind of like no, did you? You know, you <laughs> won, you know? <laughs> but we're not that impressed. Like you, yeah. you seem to think that you just wowed everybody and we're yeah. not wowed. So yeah. um, it was a good solid win. Good for you, but um I don't think it's bad or anything because in his next fight, he can just have everybody uh, forget about this one and he's back on a win track or he's back in the win. This, this puts him in a, a good spot in the light heavyweight yeah. division. He's going to get a good fight from this. Yes. So. I think that the perfect fight to set him up with at this point is uh, uh, Yuri Prohaska. Why not? Prohaska's number six now. I don't now. like that because they're both <coughs> up and comers. I like when they match I, I get, yeah. yeah. I, I kind of get that too. Uh, we do have Glover versus Santos coming up. That was supposed to be this weekend, but that got pushed to October 3rd now. Um, uh, yeah, I would have loved to see uh, Rakic maybe even get the winner of that fight. <coughs> 
Yeah, who does Rakic get actually? Because he just jumped up. You know what? He's got to get. He's got to wait for the winner of Santos Glover for the next shot. Because the winner of that has to fight uh, Reyes and Blackovitz. So what do you do with Jiri? Yeah, because he's up there, right? Or if Santos beats Teixeira, you might give Santos the the title shot, and then you you might have to just do Yuri and Alexander. Like if there's no other options, it is. What it, it seems is. like the 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 quadruple or the quadruple pairing yeah. right now is Jiri, uh, Rakic, Teixeira, and Santos because we already got Reyes and uh, Blakovic fighting each other. Can it you, seems like those six guys are going to be like yeah, and I just playing musical I just chairs. Took this in. We might actually fucking see Glover Teixeira get a title shot because if he gets that fight to the ground, I think Santos so. is in. He's not coming Dude. back up. Like, if Glover gets on top of Tiago Santos, it's over. Did Eric Spicer choked out Tiago Santos. Yeah. yeah. Glover Teixeira is going to fucking maul him if he gets him down. Did you see what the odds are for that fight? No, but I think it give would be close. Give me a guess. Give me a guess. I'm going to go with minus 150 Tiago Santos, plus 120. Then put all the money you want on fucking Glover Teixeira because he is plus 180 now. He was plus 190 when it was first scheduled. Interesting. Do you know... The thing is, on the feet, Thiago's way better than him. For but sure, but Glover's shown some durability Glover's as tough. Late. Like, he's just tough, and once he gets in close to you and gets you down, dude, once he gets on top, like, it's almost over. everybody he has gets crushing pressure up. from on top. Everybody. How many fights has he been losing on the feet? He gets you down, and the guy just, he mauls you. He doesn't Paul even, Roberson and Ian Kutalaba. Both fights where he got rocked. Decision. Yeah, he literally just beats them. the shit out of you or chokes you. He always finishes you once he gets on top. So, that's going to be an interesting fight. Plus 180, not bad. I like that price for me. I think it's going to get worse, uh, or sorry, it's going to get better closer to the fight because people are Santos is coming off a huge <coughs> layoff injury, bad injury too. Come on, man! So if Glover's tough enough, and he and Tiago, let's say gases or gets taken down. Yeah, no, I, I like sticky. that for sure. Um, so yeah, it, it's tough to see where we're going to be able to put Rakic. Yeah, now. he might have to wait. Like if he had a very like decisive victory here, you could make a case for him to actually get a title shot right after yeah. that win. But then you could have to make that same argument for Glover Teixeira, who did the exact same thing, if not worse, or did actually did much better. worse to uh, yeah, he Anthony Smith, right? So, um, yeah, I, I do think that you are correct in terms of the winner of Teixeira Santos gets the next title I shot. Think so too, yeah. So you got to put Rakic in there somewhere uh, too. So decent win, but I wish it was a little bit more emphatic because I feel like if he did keep it on the feet, he would have gotten that finish, especially with him attacking that calf kick as much as he did. Yeah. Just let him get up. Did you hear Anthony Smith afterwards? Like, yeah, he's uh, he like an interview. He I said after the he said after the third fucking kick, I was done. Yeah. Like he he pretty much alluded to the fact like if he didn't take me down, it was over. Like he, yeah. I was gonna have to stop. Rakic is a beast. He is an absolute beast. Um, shout out to guy, my guy Newsom, whose management company actually manages him. So they have big things from. They're saying he got a solid contract too recently. So Good. maybe that's kind of what he's hoping for is to like secure that win bonus. You know, let's and get let's honestly, get rid of these fucking win bonuses already. But in my opinion, he beat uh, Volkan too, so he yeah. should still be undefeated. I thought that was his learning fight where he still got the win, and now he came. He back probably just wanted to secure it. Like, yeah, this is a dominant victory. I'm riding this out top position. There's no I way you can rob this from me. You can't but blame what's more dominant than a decision victory? Yeah, a finish. <laughs> you can't blame him to a certain degree because he yeah. did kind of get screwed in that one. So yeah, uh, I do want to gloss over a little bit about the Magni and Lawler fight because yeah. this is a weird one. Magni was supposed to fight Jeff Neal first, and then Robbie Lawler steps in on short notice. When's the last time you remember Robbie Lawler stepping in on short notice? Like never. But apparently he's been looking for a fight, and like they finally lined up, and he's like, "All right, it is what it is. I'll take." Because he hadn't fought since he got beat by Covington last year, but pretty much a full year yep. ago. You know what I mean? Yep. So weird, weird stylistic matchup for him you know here. What? In a sad way, this fight went pretty much exactly the way most people thought yeah. it was going to go. I thought 
there's the only way there's only two outcomes Robbie Lawler by first round knockout or Neil Magny by decision because Robbie can't land that punch and just based on what we've seen recently from Robbie there was like no chance he was going to land he's not the same Robbie Lawler yeah. as he was in his prime he hasn't been landing bombs on people and coming nope. close to knocking them out except Ben Askren who has the worst stand up in the UFC yeah. <laughs> so you know like it just felt like it was like we know how this is going to go but we kind of hope that maybe uh no nope, everybody no, just no. had that like yeah. ruthless ruthless Robbie yeah, right no, <laughs> it was definitely just Neil Magnell pointing the the word the, the part that really really kind of hurt your heart a bit was when Neil Magny took down Robbie Lawler Oh yeah, Robbie Lawler's takedown defense. Robbie yeah. Lawler. His takedown defense used to be crazy. Him against Johnny Hendricks. Do like, you remember when Rory in yeah. their second fight tried to take him down and he was like half balancing on yeah. one leg and you couldn't get the guy down. Johnny Hendricks could barely get this guy down and keep him down. Yeah. And now Neil Magny is dumping you on your ass. Like it's it's done. Like he's on the downturn. That's, Speaking of Neil Magny though, dude, the guy's really starting to come into his own. He's 33 years okay. old, so you can still say he's kind of in his peak. Okay. Three you, straight wins. Look, I love Neil Magny. I was watching him right out of tough. I remember yeah. him losing to Seth Basinski and being so upset. Nobody even knows about that fight. <laughs> so I love Neil Magny, right? But is he really coming into his own or is he just being Neil Magny every fucking fight? Well, okay. Let, it just let's, felt like let's, another Neil Magny let, fight. Let's look at his run since that Basinski <laughs> loss, though. He racked up six straight wins, seven straight wins, then lost yeah. to Damian Maia. Solid loss there, okay? Yeah, that's... Beats Eric Silva, beats Kelvin Gastelum in a five-round fight, beats Hector Lombard, loses to Lorenz Larkin, who just fucking beat the fuck out of his legs, yeah. if you remember that fight, and then TKOs him in the first round. Comes back, beats Johnny Hendricks. So Prime-ish Johnny Hendricks, I mean, just came off of his title run. No, no, no. Uh, this, not not this prime. Was sorry, sorry, not primish, but I mean like close to prime in terms of like this was right after he lost his title. No, this was after the Wonder Boy loss where he like got like, got his soul taken away, and then this I think this was his third let me confirm loss that was it was that his third loss in a row? Let me let me clarify that. Oh yeah, you're right. Third. Okay, you're there right. You Never go. mind. He did lose to Kevin. Yeah. Okay, and, so and, I, I, let me backtrack a little and bit. Hold on, hold on. He had to win that fight from the bottom with activity because he was still couldn't get up from Johnny yeah. Hendricks taking him down. But he luckily Hendricks did nothing on top, so he actually got the nod. Uh, then loses to Rafael dos Anjos. Not a bad loss. No, hold on, he got cut through like butter though. Yeah, remember that dos Anjos leg is... kicked him out and just arm triangle him. Like, That's what uh, around that era it was like the leg kicks that everybody knew to start throwing on Neil Magny to really get to him because his next loss was Santiago. Bonzanibio, who had the like, same type of fucking game like plan. Fucked up you know what I mean? Uh, so, sorry, beats Condit, beats Craig White, loses to Ponzanibio, and now he here he is again, three straight, three straight victories, uh, Li Jing Leong in a fight that he was the underdog in, goes out there, beats him. I believe he was the underdog against Tony Martin as well, too, beats him, and now uh, solid so, favor over Robbie Lawler. He's beating the guys he normally beats. When he gets this step up, he gets destroyed. Yeah. Like, it's not even like a, 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 like a decision loss. It's, <laughs> it's like a, I, he gets wrecked. And even now, he's back to beating the same level guys. Anthony Martin fight. A lot of people thought he lost that fight, too. There's actually controversy over the first two rounds. So, mm -hmm. uh, to me, I don't think... He, I, I He might be a, a better version of Neil Magny, but he's still just Neil Magny. Just like, a more weathered version at this point. I, like, do you see him beating... I think he would struggle with anybody in the six to ten range, and I don't think he beats anyone top five. So, like, that's still regular Neil Magny. I think he's like a ten to fifteen I fighter. Right I, I might get fucking wrecked for this, but I think he could give Jorge Masvidal some trouble. That's fair because of his length. Length. I can see the cardio, the, the activity, the uh, strength. Masvidal often loses to people he's better than just because he doesn't output enough. And, and Masvidal's not really a leg kicker. No, he's a boxer. 
Yeah, he is. Right? So if he tries that game with Neil and Neil outpoints him, I could see that. Uh, so he is ranked number so, he is ranked number 11. Uh, Vicente Duque is number 10. Um, yeah. You know what? I don't mind that, but I still kind of feel like Luque needs to step up. Like, this guy just keeps having wars with these Well, Magny's a solid name to have on your record, so I wouldn't be too mad if I was Vicente Luque and they <laughs> line mean, me up it, with him, it's right? It's better than Nico Price, so yes. fine. Yeah. Like, or, or whoever he be. I also wouldn't mind. I don't know what the fuck is going on with Jeff Neal, but I heard, remember, he had like some life-threatening fucking died. disease or some shit. But I think the recovery is quick. I think it was just like an organ thing, okay. so he should be okay. So if he's if he's back on track, then why not book that fight again? <clears throat> I'd be happy to see Magni versus Neal. I'd be very intrigued to see how that fight would go. Um, so yeah, solid win for Magni there. Decent card that night too. <clears throat> God. Uh, any words on Ricardo Lamas? retiring solid career for a guy that never really saw the title you yeah know, he just couldn't beat the challenged it, challenged aldo for a title that was about it couldn't get it done and then i remember chad mendez knocked him out um yeah he was just always solid but you know he couldn't crack the top five but he 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 was he was definitely like right on the cusp of like maybe the the top like the fifth guy in the top five but only sketchy loss i'd say would be the mersad bektik one considering how bektik's career has now played out but other losses jose aldo chad mendez max hallway josh emmett uh, and Calvin Cater. Not bad. Not a bad round of losses. And his UFC lost run. top tier guys. And he, you could always <coughs> count on him to beat like a middle tier type. Of yeah. Team. So uh, four, six, was, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. What is that? Eleven and six UFC record. Yeah. Not bad. It's, it's the right time to call it. Like you're on the downturn. You're 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 not you're not going to be a champion. It's good that he knows that this is the point in time to hang it up. And yeah. he's thirty eight years old. It so. was a tough fight too. He showed grit. It's it's a good win. Like yeah. that third round, he really showed some hard. Came through. That was some veteran out. savvy right there to yeah. fucking pull through the way he did and dominate that round the way yeah. he did. It was almost like a ten eight, I think. So and th- and that position that he had Algio in seemed like a position that Algio could get out of, but he was doing small things correctly, like holding he the wrist. Fu- yeah. He was holding the forearm and like making sure that he stayed in that position. And yeah, I think he got a ten eight in that round too, which uh, really allowed him to get the victory there. <clears throat> God, I got something stuck in my throat. All right, uh, Overeem and Sakai, that was this past weekend uh, where we got fucking dwindled down to seven fights. Dude, it was fucking nuts. So I went, so the day of the fight, I went to uh, a park nearby just with my mom to like go for a walk, went for a nice walk. Before we went on the walk, I saw that Tiago Moises was out. So I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I made my replacement bet because I had Kelleher and Natividad under two and a half. That gets pulled, so I replace with Tiago Moises. Uh, and then right before I go on the walk, see that Moises out, and I'm like, alright, fuck, I'm not going to rebet anything. I'm good with my slate right now. Go on the two-hour walk. Come back into the car. Fucking Marcos Rodrigo de Lima, test positive for COVID. I'm like, fuck, that's my lock of the night play. Lock, yeah. The fuck? That under one and a half was so nice. So, was so easy. That was so easy. I was waiting for that shit to, to hit. That would have helped fight so much. He's in under one and a half yeah. is like easy. And even just watching this Romanov guy fight, like if you were to watch this guy fight, you'd be like, okay, all right. I didn't like, even know that guy. But his I nickname's just, King Kong. Like, okay. fuck. <laughs> as soon as I saw de Lima and under one and a half, I'm like, <laughs> minus 140 <laughs> or 50? What yeah. the fuck is this? This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, little do we know it dwindles down from 10 cards, I believe, on weigh-in day all the way down to seven now. And they literally just made it a main card. They didn't even have prelims. They just started at 7 p.m. Eastern oh. and they just fucking banged through all seven fights oh, on, on one card. I did not even know that. They just made it a fucking main card. It makes sense. Why not? Why, why do you need to like go through the, the, the hoops and shit, right? Because even if you have a five-fight main card, you're having two fights on the prelims. That's shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so uh, Azure goes out there and has a decent performance against Cole Smith. Shows gas tank issues in 
that third round. Yeah, almost um, lost it there. Almost lost it there. <clears throat> um, Viviani Arujo looked great against De La Rosa. I truly thought De La Rosa would uh, implement her grappling a little bit more. Uh, she didn't seem as, she kind of seemed like Daniel Cormier against Stipe. Like, she didn't really initiate the grappling as much as to I expected her to. To me, it felt like before she could even think about doing it, I think her leg was already compromised. I think that, that totally fucked it up. Yeah. Like, it was only like two or three minutes in, she looked like she was, mm -hmm. oh, this isn't going well. G great comeback fight for Arujo after losing that fight to Jessica I. Uh, and then Brian Kelleher goes in there 39 seconds. Yeah, I literally went to go take a piss, came back, and fucking. I didn't even see her saw the replay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much when I came Guy back. Guy takes him down against the cage. Yeah. The fuck. <laughs> cool. So, uh, good one for Brian Kelleher there. Uh, Andre Munez against Bartosz Fabinski. Uh, Man, this this seemed like a no-brainer, especially like uh, when we saw that Ben Askren and Damian Maia fight. When you have a high-level grappler going up against a high-level BJJ guy, you know the grappler is going to need to go to his grappling, but that's going right into the death trap of the the BJJ. I truly thought Fabinski would be able to fend off the the jiu-jitsu, but Munez was just so relentless with it. The guy's huge too for middleweight. Like the guy's a big middleweight. Okay, I didn't take it's him, crazy. Um, a good submission though, because it, it yeah. didn't. It looked like he was kind of escaping the triangle, and then boom, he tapped. Like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. Kenny Florian broke it down. Fabinski actually, like, went the wrong way, so he could have easily gotten out of it if he went the right way, but he's like, it's also split-second decision-making, yeah. so you go left when you should have gone right, boom, it's over, so. Solid arm bro win yeah. for Andre Muniz. He calls out Omari Akhmedov, which is, in my opinion, a great call-out for him. It's a solid little step up for him, so uh, I love good call-out there. Call like, yeah. you got to know where the fuck you are yeah. and have reasonable. Like, I'm sorry, but... Uh, are we going to talk about Yep, it? that's yeah, next. Okay, Michelle that's Pereira. next. That's next. Hey. <laughs> Pereira against Zalim Imadayev. Okay, I will have to say this. We got two talking points here. So starting off with One, the call-out. Okay. Let's, call, let's start off with the call-out. Uh, stupid as fuck. Uh, you're going to call out the BMF champion after beating some no-name guy. And you're yeah. one and two in your last fights on paper. So I don't know what the hell you're thinking there. But holy fuck, did this guy look amazing in this fight. Yeah, no, he looked really he good. He looked incredible to me where I was like, oh shit, like... This guy's a serious talent. It felt like any time he decided to blitz in and throw something, they yeah. everything connected. Like he was so fast and accurate. I was kind of I was kind of taken aback by how much like I like how good he was there. I was like, holy shit, this guy's Dude, really good. the uh the kiss uh of his palm and then slap. Yeah. That fucking killed me. I, oh, <laughs> he kisses his hat. Yeah. And then just fucking shows him just slap fucking, you with this. Wax and boom! He was too fast. <laughs> he was too fast for him The guy had no clue what was happening. God, um, that was great. I thought Pereira was super impressive. I thought his cardio was on point. Yes. I mean, he that was look, the knock on him. He didn't look even a little bit tired at the yeah. end of three rounds of constantly doing that. He did some of his stupid flashy shit, but it wasn't that much in it was my controlled. opinion. A lot of it was control. Yeah, I thought he had a great performance. He looked really good. The finish was definitely. I don't think there was a tap. Um, no, 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 no. It probably should all. have been a decision win, but whatever. It is. It, it's it. it's fine he in these to... instances. Like it obviously sucks for anybody who had the fight goes to decision. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it, it's still it. It was an, it was a foregone conclusion. We know yeah. he's going to win. Uh, did he get a performance? Of, yeah, he did get a performance he of the night. I'm sure if, even if he got a decision victory, he would have got the performance of the night. So he looks great there. I don't think they've ranked him yet, which makes sense because Imadive oh, isn't anybody way, crazy. Did you? I didn't even know. Like during the fight, I'm like, why is this guy slapping? Like fucking fight. Dude. Yeah. Did you know? In. Yeah, I didn't know about the win. <laughs> I, I found about that after. Then I was like, oh, this guy's even more of a G. He fucking remembered when yeah. the guy slapped him. He's like, and then after he knew he could tool him, he's like, I'm gonna fucking slap you back, <laughs> motherfucker. And he did it. That makes me like him more. I've like total like total 180 after that performance. Imadive is just a dick. Like the guy's a, a complete idiot. He fought uh, Max Griffin in the last fight, and for some goddamn reason, after the first round was over, he just like looks at him and gives him the middle finger and just starts oh, walking weird, off. Okay, he's just a weirdo. He's just a, a hothead dumbass. Okay, it, yeah. It, 
it's funny you say that because during the commentary, someone said that they asked him what went wrong in his losses. And apparently he just stared the guy down and said nothing went wrong. Yeah. And you're like, you lost, lost. though. <laughs> yeah. Well, clearly you're in Like, I heard that. And I'm like, oh, this guy's probably yeah. a doofus. No, he's and then a he just got destroyed. He's like, a dumbass. Uh, idiot. Good, good one for Pajera there. I'm looking forward to seeing what they put in front of him next. He needs, obviously, a little bit of a step up. Somebody to challenge him uh, and, you know, kind of poke holes in his style. But if he fights like this moving forward, he's going to be a big, big problem. Yeah. And and I emphasize big because the guy is a big motherfucker he's for big. welterweight. Really big. For welterweight. Let's just get the, the metrics on it. Six foot one with a 73-inch reach. That's, That's like solid. light heavyweight almost. That's, That's solid. a lot of light heavyweights are at that. Uh, so good one for Pajera there. That takes us to a Coleman event in OSP against Alonzo Menafield. A lot of people keep buying into this fucking Francis Ngannou type like fighter. Like that, anytime a fighter like Alonzo Menafield, Francis Ngannou, or Abdul Razak Al-Hassan, I'm going to categorize these guys at all times together. It's knockout in round one or early round two or fucking bust. And that's exactly well, what happened here. Not, okay, sort of a difference though. Because Menafield was so worried about doing that, he just did nothing. So <laughs> there's that too. <laughs> that's but, the, but that's but that's the thing though. Like he, that's all he's looking for. Why well, not set it up with combinations? Me, to me, it felt like I gassed so bad last time. I'm really worried about my cardio. I'm gonna be super like but, choosy. But, and then he ended up doing nothing. And then by the time he decided to run in, he gets knocked the he fuck gets, out. Yeah. I, I tweeted, I'm like, the more steps that Metafield takes, the happier I get because I know that's OSP getting closer and closer to finish. Um, it, this fight didn't go the way I thought. I thought OSP might get clipped or rushed at the beginning and then eventually get it to the ground, but this was just OSP in control the whole fight yeah. and then knocking him Kicking out. Kicking him at range, did very well with and that front Menafield, kick. I, I think mentally he was fucked up from blowing his wad the yeah. last fight. I don't he think has he a great coach. Like He trains at Fortis MMA with Safe Sayud and those guys, but the, the main thing is with him, it seems to be mental. Like you also got to put into this guy's head, throw more than two punches in a row. You know what I mean? Throw some combinations, throw some kicks. Hide your strikes, yeah. Do some, hide your strikes. You have the power. So just tap, tap, oh, tap, and then just throw some power after Kenny that. Kenny Florian brought it up too. He's like, if you watch the striking, he's he's way better than OSP technically. I would have to agree. OSP yeah, yeah. was no, just landing better. Yeah. Like just doing more yeah. experience. I found it weird that actually uh, Kenny Florian picked him to win by decision. That made zero sense he to me. He picked Metafield by decision. Yeah. I know like, he picked what Metafield. What the fuck? But I was like, he picked him by decision. I'm like, that, are you kidding me, Kenny? Like, very weird. Pick. I know you're a good predictor, but that that was yeah, a dog he's generally shit prediction. pretty good. But that was really. I weird. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, men of our OSP, everybody thought that he was going to win by our submission. So, so submission was like plus one fifty, and then KO was plus eight eight fifty or something like that. So I took a little bit of stab on that just because I'm like, okay, Jesus. if he, I I think that if he gets him down, one, the submission might be there, or two, what if he just can't? What if Menafield can't get him off him yeah. and just TKOs him? Plus 850? Fuck yeah, I'm taking that shot. And it pays off even though it wasn't the way that I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> Still gets the finish regardless, right? So good one for OSP there. Uh, you know, keeps himself relevant in the light heavyweight division, which again is now open. Like with John Jones gone, it, it is definitely now open now. So what, where, where is he ranked? He's not even ranked. Show some respect to this man. OSP How are you fucking ranking oh, Paul Craig he, over this he, guy? Is it because he fought that He fought one time at heavyweight, but the, the fucking, what's his face? John Jones is, no, John Jones is not. There's somebody that fought at a different division that's still ranked at the, oh, Frank Yeager was still ranked at featherweight before he went yeah, down. Yeah, I know, God. Coming and now they've obviously changed it too, too, right? So, uh, yeah, he should definitely be ranked, especially ahead of Paul Craig, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, why not set up him and uh, maybe Magomed on Kalaev? That's not a bad fight. 
unless they want to keep con- keep, keep trying, trying to, to do Kutilaba, Kutilaba and, and fucking Uncle Live. It there's, feels like this that fight too. just needs to happen, but this is like this is the new Khabib tone. I know, I know, pretty much. But they actually made it the first time. It's just the second time we can't get them together. Yeah, they they are rematching Paul Craig and Shogun Hua. I remember I was telling yeah. you about that. Fifteen against thirteen kind of makes a little bit of sense. And then our main event. It it was the night of the fucking the the veterans. You know, I mean, the veterans are going out there and still doing work. Uh, Alistair Overeem remembers that he can wrestle in round three, starts and takes him down. I had fucking round four plus 1325. And he was so close to getting that fucking finish in round four. What was round five? Round five, I think, was plus 2300. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually I do like three, four, and five, but I'm like, there's no way Sakai's making it a five. Yeah, fucking no. I barely I makes it to five. I think I did three and four. Oh, goddamn. Four, I was, and then five, he ended in like 20 seconds. You're yeah. like, yeah, 26 seconds. And then I, I was even me. I was like, "Yo, what is the round five finish?" I bet yeah. it's even better than round. Of course, four. I didn't even end up looking because I didn't want to it was see plus it. Plus twenty three hundred. Like, it should have been a no brainer. Like I should have just yeah, taken it. Like, yeah. Why don't if you're gonna take three or four? Yeah. Why not put the extra like five exactly. or ten bucks on the twenty three hundred one? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's stupid. It was, it, it, was, it was. I don't know why the fuck I didn't take <laughs> on that. But regardless, good one for Overeem there. Uh, again, stays relevant just like OSP in the heavyweight division. Uh, yeah, I look good. Yeah, I like. I mean. So, this is the thing, right? Overeem generally just loses by guys rushing him on the feet and, and clipping him and he gets rocked and hurt and he can't come back. Sakai doesn't hurt anybody. No. So that's why I thought, I don't understand these odds going into this fight because he doesn't even have the style that generally beats Overeem. And he's greener like everywhere else. Like His striking probably isn't as good as Overeem, but Overeem loses to guys who have striking that's not as good as him anyway after he gets rushed but yeah. he can't even do that so where does he win this fight I just didn't see it at all and the, the concern really always with Overeem is that first round knockout the chin the first right? round knockout if somebody's able to get that then I kind I, of understand it I just thought man Walt Harris blitzed him as hard as he could Sakai can't do that no I don't see that happening I don't, and it's a five round fight and yeah. he's never had a five rounder and he's coming off what his win over even off where he won it but if he didn't grab the cage he probably would have lost it off a takedown yeah and then that split decision over arlovsky was only two fights ago which he lost so his record wasn't even that good coming no. in so i, I agree know, it was really weird really um weird. if you do look back at overeem's record like he got knocked out by a jerzino with like four seconds left uh before that the curtis blades one was uh from i believe it was from full guard right full guard elbows and then the one before that was francis and just absolutely you know removing yeah, his soul from his body um but like if you take those out of it like his k like the last ko legit was like stipe miocic francis and is gonna knock out anybody so it, it makes sense but like almost he, all of his losses in the ufc are like he's winning and then he loses yeah. Uh, Mark Hunt, you know, that's a knockout puncher. He was able to endure that for two and a half rounds before finishing him. For Beats Over Doom, say what you want about him. Sergey Pavlovich has power as well, too. Got through that. Alexei Olenek did hurt him at, his, at a certain point in that fight. But then obviously Overeem comes back. Walt Harris, huge knockout power. Still was able to finish him, too. So I still think that Overeem can make a little bit of a run at heavyweight. I know it's not the most appealing to go, you know, say, okay, make him fight Stipe at this point in time. Maybe get one more win. Get him one more solid victory. Like, who can we match him up with at this point in time? He definitely deserves a title fight, but he... He I, needs I one more th- win. I think he deserves a number one contender fight. Just based off his overall body of work and who he is, give it to him. He's old and he wants one more run. I wouldn't mind them running back Jerzinho and Overeem. Honestly, Why not? I, get know, that I know rematches like that generally don't make any sense. But when you look at the landscape, there's actually nothing yeah. else that makes sense. Like you that got Lewis Blades sense. next. Lewis and Blades are fighting each other. And Gano is more than likely going to be fighting Stipe. But then we also have to figure out where the hell John Jones is fitting into this equation as well, too. Right? That is a good point. I don't think they're going to do Overeem and Joe. You know what? They might do Overeem and fucking Joe. They could. 
I think Jones takes some time off and just uh, bulks up a bit and yeah. he comes into like... Jones either gets winner of Lewis Blades or just a title shot. That's probably what he should get. Uh, sorry, who? Overeem? Winner of Lewis Blades for a number one contender or just jumps into a title shot. No, you, again, you can still throw out the Rosenstrike fight. Why not? For Jones? Oh, no, no sorry, for Jones. Sorry, yeah, yeah, for Jones. Yeah, but you're yeah. right, you're right. But you're I, right. I definitely like Overeem, uh, Rosenstrike in a rematch. Yeah. Um, just because of how that fight went and where they are, it kind of lines up perfectly. Just do yeah. Just do no, it. you're and right. It was short notice last time too. Yeah. Maybe Rosa oh, yeah. Strike could be like, listen, I came in short notice too. I still knocked him out. Everyone says that he schooled me for four rounds. So, it, it, yeah, I, I think Rosa Strike would be down for that fight too, just yep. to to shut up those naysayers as well too. So good one for over him there. Gets him right back into there, and you know this. The, if there is any time for him to make a run, this is it. Like this he's talked it. about it in the post fight press conference. He talks like, I got two years left, max three years. I mean, especially if yeah. you're making fucking 800k a fight, you're gonna fight for three more years. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, one more loss and it's over for title shots. Like, mm-hmm. there's no more. He needs to get one more win and get that title fight. Yeah. All right, you ready to uh, to take a look at this oh, Angela Watterson. Hill versus Michelle Watterson oh, card? Whatever. You ready for go. this shit? You ready for this shit? At least that made of So formerly it was supposed to be headlined by Tiago Santos versus Glover Teixeira. I believe, yeah, Teixeira test positive for COVID, uh, and they pushed that to October 13. Okay. So let's. I gotta ask. I'm guessing the over-under is four and a half rounds. <laughs> and it's probably, what, minus 400? Let's, for let's, 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 let's see. 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 What's the over four and a half? They just released it. Minus 285 for over four and a half rounds. <laughs> <laughs> they literally just released these lines, too, because it wasn't up before you came here. I'm just going to tell you right now that I'm watching this fight Sunday morning. So don't even ask me <laughs> if I saw it Saturday night. <laughs> There's no way I'm staying up for that. God damn. <laughs> Um, so okay, yeah, yeah, but let's see the card. Yeah. Uh, th- this is actually a little bit weird, though. I-, I I kind of understand it because it was already like booked, but they should have bumped Holly Holm and Aldana from the main uh, main event to the co-main and given to Sharon Santos the top spot. Hold on, to Sharon Santos is on this card. No, it-, it was supposed to be the main event of this card, but now they pushed it to the October third card, which is already headlined by Holly Holm versus okay. Irene Aldana. Oh, yeah. And that's now they're reducing. Yeah, they're that's reducing it to three rounds. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah, so you should definitely give Santos to share five rounds. Uh, yeah, compared to Holly Holm, that's a light heavyweight number yeah. one contender fight. Oh. Holly Holm, but then again, Ronda. if you're if you're Holm and Aldana, are you really going to want to give up that top spot, especially no. if you're Aldana? Yeah, you know I mean, Aldana wants to make a name. It is crazy how almost Holly Holm's entire MMA career is built off that one round of Rousey win because Pretty outside much. of that like isn't she like three and six she's beaten like since then? yeah um, she keeps getting title shots in top, fight, top fights and she'll kind of maybe win one decent one and then just lose to another top chick so she uh, beats Ronda Rousey loses to Misha Tate loses to Valentina Shevchenko loses to Jermaine Duranemi beats Betch Loses to Chris Cyborg, beats Megan Anderson, loses to Amanda Nunes, beats Raquel Pennington. Well, she is losing to Goats at least, but in her last couple of fights. Actually, and even the GDR fight, a lot of people felt she won yeah. that, so I'll kind of give it to her. Yeah, she, you know she is, You got to give this to her, though. She is fighting the top flight competition. Yeah, at you all know time. what? Now that I think about it, I'm looking at it. Outside of Misha Tate, her three losses are to like the three women Goats. Yeah. Nunes, Shevchenko, and Cyborg. You can't really say too much there. Yeah. But. No, right. you can't really flock her too much for that. Uh, so let's go and look at this card. So you ready for this shit? <laughs> oh, Mazo. Luckily, you just mentioned her. Otherwise, I never would have fucking. Uh, Justine Keish, I know her. Okay, let's let's go through it. Barbarina. Okay. okay, Bam Bam's here. Who's he fighting? 
I've Anthony Ivy. I've seen that name before. You sure? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you sure? Is he debuting? No, this is his second fight. Yeah, that's what I thought. He got smoked like, in his back. first fight. Okay, Camacho. Okay. Yeah, let me let me explain. Alan Patrick versus Bobby Green. Yeah, that's just tucked away on the prelims. Bobby Green versus Alan Patrick. He's uh, well, Green is stepping in on short notice. Uh, Patrick was supposed to fight somebody else. Huh, Patrick, okay. it's been a while since Patrick has fought as well too. You know what? This prelim isn't that bad. Frivola, Roberts, I like that. Of uh, Julia Vila, Sajara, Eubanks, decent. Nam versus Schnell should be that's a fun. Okay, fight. you know what? You're right. The prelims are pretty fire. The prelims, the prelims are, are pretty better fire. than the fucking main card. The prelims right? are pretty fire. Yeah, but okay, yo, okay, okay. no. Okay. Here's here's another thing though. The main card, they may not have the names, but the fight should be good. Like Quarantillo right. against Carl Nelson should be a fun fucking fight. Modafferi Lee is a great stylistic matchup. Yeah. Like I'm very curious Absolutely. about the grappling. Uh, yep. Yeah, Herman Rodriguez is fun. I don't see. I don't know that guy. Otman Azatar. It's weird. Him, worthy. I like him. Yeah. Uh, Azatar is like a, a striker. He's like a knockout type of okay. guy. So yeah, oh, some good fight. There you go. That's a good yeah. stylistic fight. And then somehow Bill Watterson, has I like. I somehow like. has like two million followers on Instagram. He's like huge on that style, oh, side really? of the world. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Uh, and then yeah, Watterson versus Hill. I so like it's Hill a, it's Watterson. it's a decent card. But like, if you know these people, you know they're going to be fun fights. Yeah. This is a good. Hardcore card, like yes. a sneaky hardcore card. Like yeah. on paper, though, it doesn't look that great. But you're like, if you have to, you have to like look at each matchup and think about it. And then you're like, for hey, sure, you know what these are all fucking fun fights. What what fight are you most excited for? Just scanning that. Um, right off the bat, uh, honestly, like probably Schnell Nam. Wow, <laughs> get out of my brain. Right? That's the exact same <laughs> okay. one I was thinking. Because I'm like, in terms of fireworks yeah. and skill, like I think that one's yeah. really No, fun. no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board yeah, with that, dude. <laughs> I was very surprised that you went out of all those fights. That's the one you picked because that's the one I'm going with too. Yeah, you know. I'm very, very excited for that fight. That <laughs> yeah. should be a very, very fun yeah. fight. But I'm I'm excited to see Julia Vila again. That girl is just so fun to fucking watch. Uh, Raging Panda, how can you not love that nickname as well too? But just the way she fights uh, should be very, very fun. Uh, Matt Frivola, Against Roosevelt Roberts should be a great fight as well too. Um, it's always fun to watch Bobby I like Green Bobby fight. Green, man, it's I fun really, to watch I, him fight. I hope he can come into his own yeah. and get up there a bit, man. He's good. Yeah, he's gonna have to deal with a huge grappling pressure from uh, Alan Patrick here, though. So uh, interesting to see how he comes out with that. Ed Herman versus Mike Rodriguez should be fun too. Billy Quarantillo always brings it. We yeah. know that he always brings it. Kyle Nelson is a is a fighter as well too. So that's that's fucking great. But uh, Watterson versus Hill. Let's see what it in terms of rankings. What we're talking about here. Um, Watterson is number eight. Angela Hill is number thirteen. So, not not the most Im- crucial of fights here. Um, uh, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> like if Hill wins, she cracks the top ten. Finally, if Watterson wins, she kind of asserts herself in the top ten. Um, I, I just don't know where they go from here, right? Like, what the fuck is Joanna up to? I'm still healing, I guess. Jeez, her and Zhang. She still look like not, a fucking alien. <laughs> they should not fight till 2021. Yeah, that's true. That is a. They war. should take a little bit of time off. That's a war. Uh, Tatiana Suarez is still out there trying to get her neck right. Uh, Nina Ansaroff is fucking pregnant. They should just take her out of the fucking rankings. I hate that she changed her name to Nina Nunes as well. Is it is it is it official? Like legally, her name is Nina God. Nunes, but they still call her answer. Which yeah. I like like don't don't write Nunes. Could you imagine if they everybody. changed it to like Paige Vanderford? Oh, God. <laughs> that is weird. That's one thing. Like when I'm doing a when I'm putting the t- uh, together the tape index, when I'm trying to find these women and like oh shit, they used to be like Montana Del Rosa. She used to be Montana Stewart. Like thanks. 
thanks. Maybe on Topology, just let me put maiden name. What was her maiden name? Yes, Give yes. me that shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, Yan Nan is actually scheduled to fight Claudia Godella soon. I am very much looking forward to that because- That's a great fight. I truly think that we're going to get some China on China crime if Yan's able to get past uh, Godella. She'll probably need at least Claudia one more victory. Claudia's that title shot gatekeeper. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's what she is now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a whatever card this weekend. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, Watterson Hill- it's it's eight versus thirteen, but yeah. when you actually think about it, you're like, there's not really that many repercussions. There's not too much this fight, significance. Right? You would yet. think like it, it should be a big fight, not really, based on where they both are. And, and Hill, Hill, poor Hill, man, she could be on a six fight win streak at this point with a yeah. win over Claudia and be top five right now. So the, it's, it's unfortunate though because there's not really any other fight that you could take from here and be like, okay, this needs to headline and be five rounds. Yeah, right. These girls have the biggest name on the card. Let's be honest. 100%, 100%. Karate Hadi, Angela Hill. They have the biggest and names Hill on does the card. Her, her, she's better in five rounders. I think she starts to get going a little more. Uh, here's I think a, she wins. I don't know. What do you think? I think on the feed she might. I haven't been able to to, to yeah. get into that fight yet, but I do favor Michelle Waterson a little bit. I think if, she has a better complete ground, game. Yeah. If it gets to the ground, Hill's in trouble. Uh, she's could, Will Watterson's got that slick rap. She has good jujitsu. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I I don't know yet. I, I need to look into it a little bit more. It's a very even fight. Hill is the favorite. Yeah, she's she a should, slight favorite. She should be a slight favorite, especially coming off that win or sorry, loss against mm-hmm. Claudio. So um dude, September nineteenth though, there are people saying that this this card overall is better than two fifty three. So let's just do a quick side by side look at this. Um really? Because they just they just booked uh, Hamza Chimaev on here against what's his face Gerald Mirshart. Let's just put these together. Wow, they should at least update Wikipedia. So Miguel Beza versus Mickey Gall, Kevin Holland versus Darren Stewart, Andre Ewell versus this is September nineteenth, by the way. Andre Yo versus Erwin Rivera, Mara Bera, uh, Bueno Silva versus Mara Romero Barella, uh, Kamzat Shemaya versus Gerald Mirshard, Johnny Walker versus Ryan Spann, Cowboy Stroni versus Nigo Price, Mursad Bektik versus Garagori, uh, Jessica Rose Clark against Sarah Alpar, uh, Marion Renault against Ketlin Vera, nice. Randy Costa versus Jern Newson, Derek Minner versus TJ Laramie, Mackenzie Dern versus Randa Marcos, Cyril Gunn against Abdul Rahimov, and Colby Covington versus Tyron Woodley. Now, let's look at 253. For what's, let's say, the announced fights. Alexa Kamur versus William Knight. William Knight just won on the Contender Series. Jordan Espinosa versus David Dvorak. Casey Kenny versus Haile Alateng. Shane Young versus Nate Landwehr. That should be a sneaky fun fight. Brad Rodell versus Alex De Silva. Diego Sanchez versus Jake Matthews. Kaikara France versus Brandon Royval. Hakim Duwadu versus Zubera Tukagov. And then we have the two title fights. Reyes versus Blakovich. And Adesanya versus it, Costa. It's tight. I, I gotta give it to September nineteenth, yeah, dude. Right, especially gotta, if that card holds together. They got some better names on there overall. How many fights is that? Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen fights. I mean, the if, fuck? If, if that's me, I'm probably moving Cerrone Price to the pay per view. Yeah, right. Like the, the either the prelim main event or maybe the opener on the pay per view. So two fifty three is actually the first fight back on Fight Island. Oh, that's probably why. Okay, that so maybe sense. that has something to do with it. But yeah, yeah. yeah Chimaev is coming over just to fight on fucking this card, and that's weird. Like that they have him like scheduled to fucking fight Damian Maya pretty much already, and just pretty much overlooking Gerald Mirshad. They just released the odds for it, and uh, Gerald Mirshad's like plus three fifty. He opened plus three fifty. Let's see what he's at now in case people have steamed him. 
yeah, plus 400 now for Gerald Mearshart. Holy fuck. They still don't have odds on my guy, TJ Laramie. I'm looking forward to that. That's a little crazy, man. I know, right? That's too much. Gerald Mearshart via sub might be some a prop to look at. Because if he's plus 400 straight, he's probably going to be plus 650, plus 700 to win by sub. Yeah, we don't know how this fight's going to look on the feed if this guy doesn't get him down. Like, There's so many unknowns. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's a good test for him. It's, it's a good step up for him, that's so that's, really that's great, up. too. It's a good name. Uh, all right, last thing I want to get into before uh, we get out of here. One of our viewers actually suggested this to us. So it's been a little bit of a, a couple of weeks now where Scott Coker was making this claim that, you know, the Bellator divisions are much better than UFC's divisions. They have the best light heavyweight division now and all that type of shit. Yeah. So one of the, our viewers was saying that, okay, let's line up the champions and okay. see who would actually fucking win. Okay. So let's start off at the top, heavyweight. Bader versus Miocic. I think Miocic easy. I think so too. Not even. I think that Miocic think is like a true heavyweight I don't that can actually fight. I don't think it's competitive. If yeah, I'm being honest, because Bader's got that. He's got power and he's got that wrestling. The wrestling is going to be totally negated, and Miocic's boxing kills him. So. And he's going to be the stronger fighter in there too. Exactly. <clears throat> yep. So that one's easy. Miocic over Bader. Nemkov versus Jones because we don't really have a a title. Holder right now. Obviously, you know Jones would probably wreck him. But then again, it's Nem- closer than you think it is. It is closer because Nemkov is the Nemkov is the real deal. I need to actually go back and like he's getting legit better. Watch him because I'm not the most familiar with him. But uh, yeah, he, that one could be close, especially yeah. if you throw in Jones or Reyes or sorry, not Jones, uh, Jan Blachowicz and Reyes. Yeah. So if you do one of got, those two, um, Nemkov has beaten Phil Davis and Ryan Bader. Those yep. are two top light heavyweights from yep. the UFC. So. Yeah, so that that one could be close. I'm not I'm not willing to go out there and be like Nemcom is going to get murked by the UFC guys. Uh, middleweight is actually vacant right now because uh, Lovato Jr. gave up his title due to whatever the fuck. So we'll just skip over that. Uh, welterweight: Douglas Lima against Kamaru Usman. Usman all day. Man, that's 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 probably one of the closer ones. It's a closer one, but I do think that Kamaru will I, be able to get him down. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's that grappling. Uh, Lima's really good, but once he gets taken down, he's not good at getting back up. That's like his only bad thing about his game is once he's down, he doesn't get back up. Don't way. get me wrong, though. Like the odds probably will be a little bit closer. Like it'll probably be like minus 185 Kamaru, minus so. 200 Dude, Kamaru. A couple of leg kicks from Douglas Lima. Yeah. Could turn the tide of that. For fight. sure. Uh, I'm not trying to understate how good Lima is, but... It's the grappling. It's a problem. It's the grappling. Kamara's just too overwhelming for some of these guys. And Lima's a bigger guy, too. Let's not forget about that. He is a big welterweight. Uh, lightweight, Pitbull versus Khabib. Come on. Khabib. Come on. Just, it's, it's the size. Come thing. On. Like, for as good as Pitbull is on the feet, yeah. maybe the he's size... He's a featherweight. Yeah, he's, he's, a featherweight. he's a featherweight. He's a featherweight. And like I said, he is the featherweight champion as well, too. So him against Volkanovski, that could be a close fight. I think Volk. Volk beats him. Volk beats him, but I think it's a close fight. Kind of like I the Lima and Usman fight as well, too. So uh, I, I would... Volkanovski's trickier, but yeah. uh, Pitbull's probably the naturally more athletic and faster guy. And better striker overall, but Volkanovski is just technically... He's got that trickiness. Yeah. Um, bantamweight. So Mix, uh, Patrick Mix and uh, Juan Archuleta are actually fighting each other this weekend for the vacant bantamweight strap. Uh, you know, Archuleta, he did fight... Who did he fight for Why the... Why is it vacant? Because uh, Horiguchi gave it up? Yes. Mm, okay. Horiguchi did give it up because of his ACL injury. Yeah, okay. Uh, so they have Archuleta and Mix fighting for it. Mix, I think, is a dark horse. I don't, they don't have the odds out for it yet, but I think that kid, like he's 13-0. He has submission victories already over Andrew Uwo, who was his like, fourth or fifth fight as a pro. Uh, he has another guy, um, 
Tony Gravely, who's in the UFC right now, submitted him to. Uh, he's just going out there and just like dominating these guys. Like he's he's a big, lanky 135er that has legit grappling and legit jujitsu. So I think he's going to definitely okay. be a problem. This is a great step up I for him to fire Archuleta. Um, but either of them, I think Yan would give them a little bit of issues. It, actually, Mix versus Yan would kind of look like Sterling versus Yan. Oh, in my opinion. So we'll see how Sterling ends up doing yeah. against Yan because that's probably the next fight booked. Uh, but yeah, I, I need to see what Mix looks like this weekend before I can truly give him a, a rating against what he would look like against Piotr Yan because Archuleta is probably one of the best fighters he's fighting at this point in time. Last time we saw Archuleta, I think he fought Pitbull uh, for the title and he came up short in that yeah. fight too. Yeah. Uh, the women's divisions, there's only two women's divisions. Uh, featherweight, Cyborg versus Nunes. We have already seen how that fight plays out. Nunes wins that fight. Yep. And then fly with Alimale McFarlane versus Valentin Shevchenko. I think oh. Shevchenko absolutely murks her. The only thing that McFarlane has grappling. is is grappling. And Shevchenko just will be way stronger than her, way better of a striker. Probably and probably would it probably wouldn't get to the ground. And even if it did, I think Shevchenko would have a little bit of a field day with wow. her too. Jesus. Yeah. Shevchenko is just too strong, man. She's that good. Alima just he doesn't she doesn't look that strong. That's the unfortunate part for her. So uh yeah. Shout out to my guy, whoever uh who uh, suggested yeah. that we go through this. That's Not a good bad. idea that we should have done, especially with Scott Coker, like boosting up his divisions. Um, yeah. He's, fuck. He's also got to do that as a promoter. Of course. And it fucking pisses me off so much whenever we hear media members or anybody suggesting that we should do a cross promotion fight. It's never going to happen. It's just a waste of never. time. It's, it's the same. It's the same thing with, um, Brock Lesnar's a free agent, and then yeah. everybody's fucking matchmaking him and John Jones. I'm like, the guy is 43 and yeah. said he doesn't want to yeah. fight anymore, hasn't fought in four years. He's not doing MMA. This is all this and is all even uh, the whole free agent shit. thing. Yeah. All that means is him and Vince haven't come to a deal yet. Yeah. yeah. It means he's on standby. That's all it means. He's still pretty much part of the WWE. Actually, just like we're talking about this Bellator versus UFC thing, it's all fantasy. Like, it's all just hypothetical and all that type of shit. I'm glad that you did bring the Brock Lesnar thing up because that's something I did want to talk about. Everybody was throwing out the fantasy like Jones against Brock or Ngannou against Brock. But the one thing that did actually catch my eye a little bit, which I think wouldn't be that bad, is if Brock actually went to Bellator and fought Fedor because that's the fight that... Yeah. Why the fuck not? Like, they're at, they're both past their primes. Yeah. They're both older. That In would be a marquee fun, fight. Yeah, that would be I true. think Bellator, be the most fun fight. Bellator Brock. would throw the fucking checkbook at him. 100%. Why but not? I, That's I the only fight I want to see Brock Lesnar in. That's the only fight. Brock, before his last contract negotiation, when he was training for the Cormier fight, like at that point, I think when he said, like, you know what? I'm, I'm done with MMA. I think he's done. He's 42 or 42. I, 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 th I think if Coker gives him a good number well, to maybe. set up the Fedor fight, imagine you could put that on pay-per-view. People would buy thing. that shit. Dude, whatever number Coker throws out, Vince will match it. Vince will just pay him more. Why not a one-off? Here's give me one fight with Fedor. I, yeah, that is could. the only he could, fight he, he could do it as a free, especially if he goes to Vince and be this is just like, yo, it's COVID. You don't need me right now. Just this is just legacy fight. shit right now. Let, let me, me let me go get this money. It could, be, could work. It could sell solid pay-per-view numbers. It could happen if Brock wants it. I just yeah. don't think he cares. Man, he's so taken care of in WWE. For sure, dude. for sure, of course. I'm sure. I'm sure about training and fighting. And but dude, punched. fighting in the over the hill, completely aged Fedor. But what he why does not? now is so much easier. I know. Shows. He does like three, four <laughs> matches a year, and he's dominating the matches. He's barely bumping. He doesn't need this shit. I. I that's the Easy. only. That's the 
only thing I would entertain yeah. for Bro- Lesnar to come That'll back be to the MMA. Best option it's the only him. thing. There is 100%. no need for him to come back to the UFC. No. None. Like the Jones fight is going to be a blowout. The Engano fight we don't need to see. You know, what I mean, we we don't need to see any of this shit. Just give me Fedor versus Brock, and I'm done, and I'm I, happy I like with it. That. Then go back and fucking play fight again. If, you know what I mean? If if he has to come back, that's the only fight I agree with. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, all right, that was a great fucking episode that we just yeah. ran through the last three weeks of UFC and yeah. whatever we the major headline was. Yeah, no real deciding splits to do. We could have done one on Munoz and Edgar, but nah, it's too late now. I don't give a fuck. And we did discuss it a little bit too. Um, and yeah, if that one judge gave round three to fucking Pedro Munoz, we'd be sitting here talking about how good uh, Pedro Munoz looked and uh, you know what could be next for him. But un- unfortunate that that judge was on crack or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. Um, decent card coming up this weekend we'll recap for that for you guys this weekend as well too uh yeah that's really about it anything else nope no all right we'll see you guys again uh for the next episode make sure you guys subscribe like do all that shit comment below and let us know as well in terms of the bellator matchups that we just quickly went over uh who you guys would favor on either side um you know does pitbull beat volkanovsky we don't think he will but it is a close fight let us know what you guys think all right we're out we'll see you guys next week